Welcome to The Ground Beneath Grace. I am Jonathan Thomas. I'm Joey Walter. And uh, we're just uh, two guys getting together to talk about things that uh, are curious to us. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're curious to some others and maybe not. So this can be on your list of things to stir up conversation or maybe it's like me sometimes to put a podcast on so I can fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Or to ponder. Or to ponder. We hope that it's to to ponder a little (laughs) bit here, we think. And um, so tonight uh, we've, well, this is one of those things we... You gotta say what week it is. Throw the week of what it is in. Uh, mm-hmm. Last week we were talking about coming into you know an understanding or agreement or how do we get along, and uh, apparently we've nobody listened to that podcast because <laughs> there's a lot of people not getting along still today. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in case you want to know, it's November fifth of twenty twenty. So. You can look that up in the history books if you're listening to this 50 years from now, if it just somehow manages to still be out there. Yeah. And go, what was going on November 5th in 2020? There's something about an election. Something about that. Anyway, we're not going to get derailed on that. Instead, no. we're going to talk about tonight, heaven, and what is heaven like? Um, when I was growing up, uh, we did things called devotionals. I know you probably did those too, uh, Joey. You know, you get the whole youth group or the kids in the youth group, you'd get together. And um, if you were at a camp, you know, you'd have devotional time. And, you know, typically the lights would be down and then everybody would start, you know, singing Kumbaya. We sang that a few times, not always, but um, there was the quacky songs. And mm-hmm. now I'm going to say, and no, and no disrespect, but there's a lot of quacky heaven songs. And uh, mm-hmm. one of those that I remember as we we're talking about this is heaven is a wonderful place filled with glory and grace. Oh, yeah. I want to see my Savior's face. Heaven is a wonderful place. Want to go there. Heaven is a wonderful place. I'm not singing. Phil, you know, so, and so it was this bit of a back and forth with the guy part and the girl part. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to go there. <laughs> it was just one of those things. I don't even know. I haven't heard that song for a long time, but it brought up that memory. But I want to go there. So I guess that's uh, where, where we're totally. at. Um, so, uh, how do we, how do we, I guess, uh, how do we get there? How do we start the conversation? Uh, what is heaven like? Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I guess, what is, uh, what's typically your thought? You know, Joey is either in general, how, you know, maybe we've seen it in the far side cartoon comic strips, or I guess you could say what your, your general thoughts are, or some of the things that you have seen, mm-hmm. um, out there what people think heaven is um yeah i think i don't know i'm i'm one of those i guess i'm analytical and trying to figure out what things are like especially if i don't know and a lot of people don't know um it's kind of disappointing to me there's not a lot i don't think there's a lot in scripture that really vividly describe um um what heaven looks like. I thought that would be a good topic considering the week that we're in <laughs> right. uh, to maybe distract with something good, um, something to look forward to. You know, there's been, uh, like, like I was saying before we hit record, um, I'm really interested in reading about like near death experiences. Um, it's very interesting between um, religious people, non-religious people, and some some have experienced. Even a family member of mine uh, had a where he actually did have a heart attack and passed away briefly and came back, where things went black. Um, we've 
we've talked about, uh, I think in the, you know, I think we've discussed, I think maybe off, off mic, off podcast. Um, yeah. What we think happens when you die, whether it goes black until Jesus comes back or you do immediately go to heaven or, or what, um, I'm kind of torn on that, but, um, you know, I've heard both sides where some people have said, yeah, I went to heaven, um, very few people that I've that I've read anyway. Maybe people are too freaked out about it, but um, they have gone <laughs> to another place, which was a place we don't want to go. Uh, and then some have said that hey, um, it just went dark. Um, not as many that I've read about. Them. I'm not saying that it's just what I've read, but mm-hmm. um, very f- fewer of the ones uh, have gone to what we would, I guess, what we would call hell or describe as hell. Um, I guess in second place would be the ghost dark first place. You know, I've heard, I've read some books about, I think there's one called, um, 90 minutes in heaven or something like that. Yeah. I think that's, um, that one was interesting. Uh, there's been, there's been a few books like that that I've read where it's, uh, and even some of the near death experiences that I've read about, even when it went dark, people said that of how peaceful it was of how um, there was like no pain. Um, You know, we talk about revelation here in a little bit, but like no tears, no pain. Right. Um, Which to me is comforting, like that no matter what, I mean, even if it is uh, dark for a period of time, uh, just like when we go to sleep, we don't know, you know, when we're going to wake up. Um, That's a little bit comforting to me, but just the overall just peace. But the ones that really experienced like actually seeing – family members who had passed previously or friends that have passed previously, people that they knew, um, that they said that not only was there a peace, but they did not want to come back. Um, there was a, uh, there was a, a friend that I used to work with that, um, her mother had passed away and had, um, when she she had a medical procedure, and when she had the medical procedure, she she actually was at the you know top of the the room and saw and described everything. And so when she came back, she described to her daughter, who was my coworker friend, that like what had happened, like mm-hmm. you know this happened, and my uh, my friend didn't know it that she and she so she went to the doctors and said, yeah, actually she did, um, she crashed and blah blah blah. And, but there are three things that she had went and she saw her ex-husband or, and her uh, ex-husband told her three things. And so I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. And she brought those back. And then um, uh, my wife, uh, her sister, her youngest sister, uh, drowned actually when she was uh, three or four years old. And um, outside in a pool, um, EMTs came in and got her out of the pool and she described as a four-year-old floating and seeing them and seeing Mm -hmm. them, uh, you know, do CPR and everything. Obviously she came back. And um, so things like that just fascinate me because, you know, we, we read the Bible, we study God's word. We think about things. We talk to other uh, people, but we don't know. We don't know what heaven looks like. We don't know exactly what happens when we die. You know, as, um, as Christians, we have that faith, that we are going to go to heaven. We're going to see uh, family members. We're going to see Jesus finally. You know, we're going to see God. Um, so to me, that's encouraging. It's something that uh, is is exciting. Uh, and I, th- I think we talked about one episode in the past. You know, d- uh, do we do enough? You know, right, what is right, enough? Right. Um, 
But to me, you know, I mean, it's it's curious to me that the Bible doesn't say there's there's some uh, scriptures that I've written down. Uh, they're kind of long, so we can maybe shorten them or I can read fast or <laughs> whatever. But right. there's not a lot of detail. So we don't, to me, I don't think we know exactly what it's going to look like. You know, Jesus talks about, I'm going to go and prepare a place for you. What does that look like? I mean, is it going to be, uh, is everybody getting 100 acres? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Beachfront property? I mean, is uh, are you going to live beside your friends? You know, I I think I told you before, I've, uh, I, I wrote a, a short story about, uh, a guy who passes away and what happens to him after he passes away and what happened, you know, what I think happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, anyway, so it's not plugging the book. It's not published or anything, but uh, it's a short story. <laughs> we want to read it. Yeah. So well, let me just pull yeah. out my phone. Um, it's a short story, but you know what I think that he experiences or what I think is waiting for us. It's to me, it's comforting, um, as Christians that we have, um, the opportunity, um, you know, the, the, the part that is a little scary to me is if we're not doing enough, you know, eternity is an awfully long time. Um, but you know, if we can get into the whole thing of grace and everything else, but to me, it's, it's, I want, I want to know more about it. I want to, I want to see what it's like. I have my own ideas, not necessarily scripture, but we do have some scripture that right. we can, yeah. we can read. No, it's it's interesting because I think we all understand that there's something in us that longs for something more. Uh, it's the God spark in it, the whole, I guess, God whole. We try to fill that up with, you know, a host of other things for sure. And um, we're only, I think, trying to fill in the longing for the thing that we were intended for. And what does it look like? You know, Revelation, of course, gives some descriptions. You know, I think that's one of the the chapters we'll look at it's fantastic revelation 21 um, very emotional to me in the story of hope and god's best picture of hope is you know is is eternity with him eternity and but we live in this temporary this uh as c.s lewis would say shadow land um but it is interesting because we 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 look to the scriptures we try to find some of those answers and um you know, uh, I, I take a look at the King James Version. You know, it's when Jesus said, "There's I'm going to prepare a place, there's many rooms. And those first guys are like, what's a place with many rooms? Hotel. A mansion, right? <laughs> you know? So they rendered that as, yeah. I'm going to, you right. know, prepare a mansion. And so right. somewhere along the line, it was like, oh, heaven is going to be this really big retirement home. I mean, that's what I thought kind of growing up. If, if you think of, like, again, the imagery, you know, and... Uh, you see little uh, uh, far side comic strips where the guy's sitting on the cloud all alone in a white bathrobe with a halo on his head. And um, halo, that's more to angels. I think it's kind of misses the mark because we're higher than the angels, right? The scripture says that angels long to look into the things that we see. And um, so I don't know that we are angels when we get there. I don't know that we're sitting on a cloud, a puffy right. cloud. I don't know if it's going to be that we all wear white bathrobes you know there's you know in scripture talking about being robed so this was a cultural thing people had robes back then they didn't have pants but um very interesting about do we fall asleep um when jesus says to the thief on the cross we talked a little bit about this i think in previous podcasts Mm -hmm. today you'll be with me in paradise right asleep you know i don't know is it sleep is is it 
paradise to sleep sometimes, right. <laughs> you know? So, um, and as you were mentioning that, uh, really brought me also to revelation is the one book we tend to want to think to go to about the story of heaven or the end of time. Um, there's a lot of debate about this. Um, Jerry Jenkins, you know, and Tim LaHaye wrote 13 or 14 novels based off of a few sentences out of this book, you know, very creative gentlemen. But, um, you know, it, 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 is this talking about something that was happening in with uh, Roman governments? Was John talking about you know certain oppressions? What he's talking about hope going along? But there is an interesting um, scripture in Revelation where it's talking about the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints that they rose before God from the hand of the angel. You know, and the and this is in uh, Revelation eight. And so I don't want to really get captive on that. You know, too. But you see things, and I read that the prayers of the saints living saints or saints not living um i would lean into the fact that these were not the living saints that john was talking about something different so can a sleeping creation Mm -hmm. pray and have those prayers um rise before god so there is a mystery and as Americans, we're not so great at mystery unless it's a novel. But at the end, we know we're going to get to the chapter where it explains everything. Right. And so with the unknown, what happens when I die? I think that's a great question for everyone. But again, um, kind of looking at this story of heaven, what is it? What does it look like? And I think it is the most beautiful mystery it leans into uh, an imagination. Um, kind of go in there. I just read something today. I think it was is that we are probably able to put astronauts into hibernation so they can make a track to Mars. Mm-hmm. So I think of science fiction, and I think of we we did that right an alien or wasn't it like in the 1970s there was yeah. one and and when they got to their destination one of the oh no it was a planet of the apes right <laughs> right planet of the apes they are all in hibernations this is from the 60s and one of the i remember one of the the hibernation chambers broke and the guy was a skeleton when they found him and it, whatever that was but so this is an imagination that is now becoming reality mm-hmm. and i think back to long ago in the scriptures where the tower of babel um, they're building this great thing. They were all of one mind building some things together. And, and God comes before them and says, look, with one, one language in mind, you know, what keeps them from being like us? So he confuses their language at that time. Um, but that always stops me. What, what keeps them from being like us? I think we have this beauty of God created in us in an imagination where we have in us, I think, a DNA of Godness which is his kingdom. It's just, we have a lot of flesh messed up, fallenness, brokenness in the world. We're trying to fill it up. And um, I think we can imagine great things. Uh, I think you mentioned one of the songs, I Can Only Imagine. We were talking about that. Uh, the song that talks about what's it gonna be like. Am I gonna right. dance? Am I gonna sing? I mean, you know, What's it gonna be like when I come into the presence of Jesus? Um, and so there are some scriptures, and uh, I know you, you had pulled some up and I didn't know which one you wanted to start with. Um, all of them, John chapter 17, I think, was one. And then the first Corinthians. Uh, John 14. Oh, 14. Apologies. 14. No, that's fine. It's, uh, I wrote it down. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, it's 
Yeah, this one is kind of long. I don't know if we want to do the whole or thing. Or you had 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Um, Let's start there since it's slow. Yep, it's okay. Shorter. <clears throat> All right. You want to read it or you want me to? Yeah, I can read it. Okay. Um, I'm going to read out the English Standard Version. Okay. Um, this is uh, Paul writing to a church of people, and he says, For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed, by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared for us this very thing is God who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. And I think you had um, verse 8 through 10, or should I read Yeah, it was through 10. Yeah. Okay. Um, for some reason, I don't have verse 7. Okay. <laughs> so in verse 8, it says, Yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Verse 7 was, we live by faith, not by sight. Oh. Which is a pretty important. It is. And that, I copied this into my notes, so I have no idea why that didn't copy over. No, no, that's fine. It's those, uh, it's the Bible app guys that got me, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I think a couple of things that jump out at me here are, um, yes, we have an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Um, and then also that we are always confident. I think having confidence in our faith, you know, as Christians, when someone we love pass away, I mean, passes away, you know, we have that confidence and we have that faith that they're, they're going to be okay. You know, I think I, I think I may have told you this, um, about, uh, two years after my dad had passed away. So this had been 2012. Um, I was having a lot of, a lot of, I've had a hard time around father's day. Mm-hmm. First year was, was really rough. Second year was, was pretty rough. And so, um, you know, I just, I was just praying every night that, um, you know, thanks for my dad, you know, just thanks for giving yeah. me him. And, uh, I would just, I'd really like to know if he's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? Just that, yeah. you know, I didn't have any, I didn't really have any doubt that he's not okay. I just, just want to know that he's okay. And, um, so I had this dream, um, the night before, I think it was the night or two nights before Father's Day. It's my dad, just my dad, just his face, and he's smiling. And um, so I think I, I think I posted on Facebook, you know, y'all can have your barbecues, you can have <laughs> yeah. your taking dad out for uh, for dinner after church or whatever. I got my gift. I'm good. Yeah. Um, he, you know, wasn't one to smile a lot, so that to me that was right. That was really significant for me, and um, that. I mean, I, I can't, I can't really describe um, what that meant to me. That was a gift, uh, and I really um, still thankful for that. So, but you know, but like it says here, we have that confidence mm-hmm. that we know that um, 
as Christians, we we have that eternal place. We don't may not know what it looks like. We may not know what it feel obviously what it feels like, but it's there, and it's to me that's a comfort. Yeah, and I think it's um, <clears throat> what even in that story that you described, you know, he's saying um, in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, and you know there is that tension when we're in relationship. And then the relationship is interrupted with death. Um, this is part of, I think, why it's important for us to be in Scripture, to remember the promises, to go mm-hmm. to church, not to just go to church, but to be encouraged by what is the right. church. It's the people to be reminded that, you know, yeah, we're groaning and longing for something that is more and to yeah. be reminded in that image, what a gift uh, you know, that, that Christ gives to you through that is that, you know, there he is right. bringing this keyhole glimpse, like you got to peek through a keyhole yeah. and see something that you still couldn't see all of it, right. but you caught enough to go, I know what's going on in there. And yeah. that's, that's kind of cool. But there is a groaning. And if, if you're groaning, if anybody's listening here, <laughs> and I talk to a lot of people who I know are groaning, um, we will have some groaning in this earthly um, canvas, <laughs> you know, this right. this thing here. Um, well, I mean, we're, you know, Scripture says we're not supposed to, we're not really of this world. I mean, we're here now, but um, that's what we're supposed to have. I mean, the way I interpret it anyway is what we're supposed to have our sight set on is, yeah. is what heaven is going to be. And, uh, yeah, I just, to me, it's it's just, as Christians, it's just something to look forward to. Right. Uh, definitely. And, and again, it's, uh, this earth is not my home. I'm just a passing through. <laughs> That's another are one you, of those songs. Are you going to sing it? Yeah, I'm going to have another one of those. You know, I could, home. I could plug someone through. here. I don't know if I could, uh, there's a, an old church friend in Little Rock, uh, who is, a is a musician and he's got a song. We were talking earlier about, um, Bible campus stuff. He's got a song. It's, it's great. It's my favorite song. It yeah. is, but anyway. Oh, good times. Talks there are so many songs. Overcooked about bacon and powdered eggs is, uh, <laughs> is mentioned in there. It's pretty funny. Um, so, you know, we've, we've got the John, uh, scripture. Did you want to, yeah, yeah. To, to look at that? So this one is long. I'll read fast. Uh, this is John 14, uh, verse one through 31. Uh, this is the NIV version. This is the old school NIV version anyway. Okay, so this one is Jesus comforts his disciples. Uh, verse 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. You say mansion, I said hotel. If it were not so, uh, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Obviously, through him. Uh, Then, uh, verse 5, Jesus, the way to the Father. Jesus said to him, or Thomas said to him, I'm sorry, Lord, uh, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? 
Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will, be, will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going uh, to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me uh, for anything in my name, and I will do it. Uh, verse 15, Jesus promises the Holy Spirit, which we talked about previously. If you love me, you will obey what I command, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but, will you, but you will see me. Because I live, you will also live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and obeys them, he is the one who loves me. He who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and show myself to him. Uh, then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, uh, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus replied, If anyone loves me, he will obey my teaching. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things or remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. May my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I am going away and I'm coming back to you. If you love me, you would be you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not speak with you much longer, for the Prince of the world is coming. He has no hold on me, but the world must learn that I love the Father and that I do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come now, let us leave. Yeah, so I... That's a a mouthful it in is. the uh, scripture thing too, but it, it kind of getting right back to the start, almost even in in what is heaven like? You know, we're asking that question: What does it look like? You know, here are the disciples going. Um, now, where are you going, and how can right. we know? And look, if you could just show us, <laughs> um, you know, show us the Father. Right? To ask to see the Father is definitely asking to see heaven, right. and uh, that will be enough for us. So proof. Jesus, yeah, proof. proof. It gives us the answer. It solves the mystery um, for sure. And Jesus' response, have I been with you so long and still you do not know me? Mm-hmm. And just reading this and thinking about this exact topic that we're talking about, I'm like, what, what do we see in Jesus that shows us heaven? Um, right. It's almost like if you've seen somebody and, um, I don't know, maybe this is not real. Like you can kind of tell about their environment because you look at them. You're like, okay, this guy I know, you know, it's probably comes from this. Or you just mm-hmm. sort of, you can understand maybe this is probably what goes on where he is at his home or something like that. There's just like, uh, I, I, I've worked, you know, for someone and I just know by their 
demeanor. They're a neat freak <laughs> just because I work with them, right. you know, and, and I know, okay, it's, it's pretty tidy there. So I have a pretty good image of what it looks like at their house, mm-hmm. even though, well, I hadn't been there, but then I got invited for uh, a party. I showed up. I was like, "Man, this is just exactly what I thought. I don't want to sit on the furniture. I don't want to, you know, it's pretty clean. Right. Um, but there's an image that I get. And so I'm just curious is looking at Jesus, like he said, if, if we'd known him, if we look at him, are we going to get a clearer picture of really what it looks like? Or are we still looking to come up with some sort of what I want it to look like? What I think, um, and I've, I've been really challenged by this. Uh, long ago, there was a nice barbecue place that I would go to in Portland. Mm-hmm. It was called Campbell's. And when we first went there, it was a, <laughs> it looked rough. <laughs> um, as a matter of fact, we went with uh, an African-American friend of ours. And he's, he was looking from the outside and he's like, uh, this place looks pretty shoddy. So <laughs> let's have a code word that if I feel uncomfortable, like we're going to get out of here, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and unfortunately, right. Some tensions like that. So happened. So he, yeah, we, so we walked in, uh, and it was African-American family that owned it and he was at home and I'm like, was there a code word? No, (laughs) if I feel uncomfortable, but it was such a a South, um, soul food place. They had favorite places. Yeah. Greens, you know, and they oh, had yeah. black-eyed peas and cornbread. You I know, haven't had dinner yet. I know <laughs> it was <laughs> it was so good, and so anyway, the the owner, um, she's, you know, I don't know her name, uh, but the 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 grandma mama, you know, mm-hmm. cooking in the back, and uh, so this became her new favorite place. And one day she comes out, and uh, I, it, usually it was her son who'd order. He'd walk up, be like, "What you want?" You know, there was no just you're here because we have good food. Food so. speaks, speaks for itself. Yeah. And so uh, she came out, delivered it. I said, when I get to heaven, I'm going to look for the Campbell sign and I'm going to be coming to your place to, you know, have a good, you know, barbecue. And she's she said, when I get to heaven, I'm retired. <laughs> I know? like her version better, yeah. I think. And mm-hmm. um, so, again, right, do we... This goes back to the mansion thing, the the place of many rooms or whatever. Do we look at heaven as being some sort of a retirement home? Does it look like that? Does Jesus illustrate for us retirement? Um, You know, we talk about this in between rest, peace or paradise, uh, sleep. They're sleeping. Um, There's somehow prayers. However, it goes on the in between. But is heaven really just kind of like, oh, finally, in the American thought, uh, I have enough to retire. I've right. done enough to retire. I don't have to work anymore. Right. I don't have to work anymore for all eternity. And um, I'm challenged by that. So I'm looking at what Jesus did and his expectations of, of how he has started creating this ball rolling of God's kingdom coming to earth. You know, and, and this week could go on. We talked about there's a lot of scripture that Jesus says the kingdom of heaven is like. Right. And he starts creating illustrations of what it is like. And, um, you know, there's a, it's a treasure, you know, it's a mustard seed. It starts out something that we think, you know, small, but it grows into things that has houses and, uh, you know, for the birds to nest in. So there's growth, tremendous growth. There's tremendous value. Uh, something worth selling everything, you know, and going and b- buying that one thing, you know, to go into it. 
did the guy retire when he found the the treasure you know he bought land you know was did he just okay now I don't have to work anymore right. or did he do something greater um, examples of uh, Jesus talking about the talents you know giving accordingly to each one and then one nothing but Jesus tells a story about there's production so I've kind of been in this struggle that uh, heaven is not a cloud that I sit on playing a harp although I'm going to take a photograph of me uh, on a cloud with a harp one day I'm sure <laughs> just for fun I'll have to see that yeah I mean, <laughs> it'll be on my not Facebook because I don't think Facebook will exist in heaven <laughs> I hope not yeah um, but I've getting an idea of, of what it looks like. I'm looking to Jesus. He's creating relationship. We've talked about that. Um, he's, we long for that. And I don't think relationship is just re, re, retirement first. And in relationship, there's, there's action, there's growth, there's involvement, there's activity. Um, and I, I, I think that heaven is a lot more than just a retirement place. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think this is the, as C.S. Lewis puts it, and I have another quote from C.S. Lewis here, I'll, I'll read it uh, towards the end. Um, this is the shadow land. And we live in this moment, but we get to practice a lot of what I think it will be or look like in the future. Yeah. Um, and right now this is broken, but uh, you know, definitely if, if you have more to say on that, I mean, but it's like in, in, in Revelation 21, you know, John's talking about this message and, and, the, and the Jesus in this is it's it's so fantastic. You know, John says, I saw a new heaven right. and a new earth mm-hmm. and the first one and earth and heaven passed away. Mm-hmm. The sea was no more. And I saw the holy city new uh, Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned before her husband. This again is in Revelation 21. Um, and I heard a loud voice on the th- um, from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, or pain, for the former things have passed away. And this is the one that just is, it captures me completely. In verse uh, five, it says, And he who was seated on, seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. That is like, wow. For me, that is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't like something new? <laughs> well, that's, that's, you know, it's interesting you said about retirement. I mean, this is really the only scripture that, kind of backs up what I'm thinking, but to me, it's not, um, this, I'm going to try not to stay away from the rabbit hole here, but, um, you know, babies, um, when babies pass away and mm-hmm. I think they go to heaven, I don't think they're going to be a baby in that form, whatever that form is, but I don't think they'd be a baby form for eternity. Yeah. I think the retirement part, I don't think everything is new. I think, yeah. Um, I, I think if you go in as an 85-year-old person, you're not, I don't think your form is not going to be. I think the spirit, your soul, I think is 
is a beautiful thing. I think it's going to be, uh, you know, like Jesus said when he was crucified, you're going to be with me in paradise. I think it's paradise. I think it's greater than um, what we can describe in words. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of some of those books that I've I've read, that's basically what they say. It's like you can't you can't believe how great it is. And I think you will be made new. I believe just like. Uh, John said here, but um, that's that's the way I feel. I feel that there's activities, um, wholesome activities that you uh, like softball. I'm hoping softball is there. Um, but seriously, I mean, I think um, that's kind of one of the things I wrote in my short story that um, uh, the the main character of my of my short story when he goes to heaven, he's basically his guardian angel is his tour guide and his tour guide is showing, um, uh, like, you know, famous artists and stuff that are doing their thing. And then there's, um, there's games, basketball, you know, for me, that's sports is, is a big thing. And so you're getting to see these people, um, these hall of famers who have passed away that they're playing, you know, they're almost like field of dreams. I mean, to me, that's kind of what it is. Um, but I just think that's what it is. I, I think it's, um, I, I think it's our ideal of. It's not biblical, but I think it's, you know, better than what we can expect. But I think we will be able to do the things that we enjoy uh, there. Uh, at least I hope. Um, you know, which which even gets me. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But you know, what did Satan do to get kicked out of heaven? What was he doing? <laughs> What everything that he did to get kicked out of heaven, and um, but to me, just basically, uh, without rambling anymore, I think it's just greater than it's paradise. It's greater than we can imagine. Yeah, and I I think it is. uh, But again, let me just go back to our imaginations. Is that there's something that is uh, deep in us that is built uh, as the God design. And so I think we can imagine a, a, a lot. I do think that we're limited and clouded in some of our, our mind's sake, but I think there's glimpses of what again, seems like science fiction at one point, but here on the other side, you know, we just haven't figured it out yet. Um, it, it really is. There was a time where we had laser guns, you know, Buck Rogers right. back in the fifties. And what was that? Now we have lasers. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't have lasers. Someone thought lasers and they came up with it. And, right. um, we thought about, uh, I think the mind is very creative because it, we're made in the image of God and we're very capable of doing that. So I can only imagine, but I can't yet get to it, but I have that keyhole glimpse. And so that's one thing I like to try to do. What are the keyhole glimpses? Uh, Jesus gives us those keyhole glimpses Mm -hmm. for sure. If we keep looking through, I think he reveals more and more. And that's where, like Paul would say, you know, uh, being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Um, And so, yeah, I, I can only imagine, I can't imagine, I think I can a dream that there are some great things. Um, and I, I guess it's those keyhole glimpses I keep going back to is that there is probably the beauty of some of the beauty I see here on earth. The greatest or the greatest of beauty, again, is the keyhole glimpse mm-hmm. of the glory of God. So if I have a, a beautiful relationship 
with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And, and that's made new. Um, you know, it, it, I think it goes more, you know, and right. every soul is created. And that's a good point. If a baby dies, they're retired. They didn't get to live life here, but the, the right. soul lives eternally. And so there's this opportunity, I think, for growth to happen. Absolutely. In, in, exactly in kingdom too, right? So, right. Um, and an observation. I know I wanted to talk about um, the Apostle Paul. Um, he sees things um, in the third heaven. Um, I'm trying to find out. Have you uh, seen that before? Huh. Um, let me see if I can find out uh, the 2 um, Corinthians. Um, oh, goodness. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, I believe it is. Okay. So let me, let me pull that up really quick. If I've got this correct to hear. 2 Corinthians 12. Um, Paul's vision of his thorn. He's talking a little bit about I think mm-hmm. that's what this is. Um, he says, I must go on boasting. Um, now, again, this is 2 Corinthians. Uh, this is probably the fourth letter that we know of, even though it's what we say is number two. It's probably maybe number four. There was other uh, things. So he's continuing on his story. But he says, there is nothing that I gain by it, by boasting, but I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. And then he says this, this is really interesting. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise. There's that word. Mm -hmm. Whether in the body or out of the body, I don't know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told which man may not utter on behalf of this man, I will boast, but on my own behalf, I will not boast except for my weakness. Though if I should wish to boast, um, I would not be a fool for I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So anyways, he's going on about that, but I just, there's this story and there's a lot of folks who are, is this Paul? Is Paul talking about himself? Was he caught up into the third heaven, this paradise, that there are things that can't be expressed? He's like, was it in the body? I don't know. Was it out of the body? I don't know. Did I have an out-of-body experience? You know, uncomfortable statement for Christians, you know. Right. (laughs) Shirley MacLaine. Um, (laughs) But, you know, here's this. He's like, I can't talk about these things here. It's it's unspeakable. These words are unspeakable. Um. But there's something greater that is caught up uh, into this story of heaven, and we we catch glimpses of it here. And again, I think the um, the opportunities we have here, as we look at Christ and we try to grow in those things, we are we are speaking into our eternity. I mentioned this just the other day to someone. I said the things that we do today. Um, this is a quote from the gladiator echo into eternity. Remember that? I mean, in a sense, that's quite true, right? right? What we do today, they're really echoing into eternity. And he goes, that makes me anxious. And so I'm like, well, don't be anxious about anything, you know, but in everything in prayer petition, you know, we're, we're, you know, coming to God, getting a picture of our now experience, Mm -hmm. which will go into something a lot more. So like a child who's doing something today, Tomorrow they're doing something greater, mm-hmm. and again, that's God's giving us these keyhole glimpses. And right. through Jesus, yeah, Jesus, just show us the Father, and we'll be good enough for us. 
He's like, hey, keep looking to me. If you want to know what heaven's like, see the hope, see the thing, get in a relationship with my father. That's what we're talking about here. It's going to be a great story, a great start. It's going to go forever. And now we get a chance to really, I think, practice. I don't know if that's the right word. I don't if practice is the right word. We get to participate uh, in this kingdom story, something that God sees right here, right now. So can we catch a glimpse of heaven on earth? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think as well as I think we catch a glimpse of hell. You know, oh, totally. Places, so totally. Um, I'd like to pick back up on Revelation if you don't care. Yeah. Uh, so in verse uh, the end of uh, the end of verse twenty one in Revelation uh, chapter twenty one, uh, John says this, the great street of the city was of pure gold like transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city because of the Lord God Almighty. And the Lamb are its temple. So God and Jesus are the temple of mm-hmm. uh, there, which, which obviously I think that we can uh, understand and expect that. Uh, verse twenty three: The city does not need uh, does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives its light, and the Lamb is uh, is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the King of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day uh, will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does uh, does what is shameful or deceitful, but only uh, those names who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So again, you know, to me, um, you know, it's paradise. Like if you, instead of retirement, I would say more like vacation. You know, you don't want to leave vacation. Um, but not only that, but there's no, there's no tears. Uh, there's no pain. There's no deceitfulness. Um, to me, you know, pretty great stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think, you know, again, I just think it's something that we can look forward to. I think it's um, it's always been something that's uh, been curious for me. You know, what it actually does look like. Um, but yeah, I think we I think we can get a glimpse, and I think that kind of is a glimpse to me. You know, when we're talking about like you know streets of gold and and cities of gold, um, that you know the things that we hold precious here sometimes, you know, gold and money and things like that right. they just don't matter there and i think that's that to me that's comforting as well that gold is so abundant that it's not even needed it's, <laughs> it's you it's walk on, on it. yeah. right <laughs> it's yeah, the right. street exactly it's like asphalt you know we're like right. hey i got a bunch of asphalt <laughs> i'm doing well we're just like oh great the asphalt <laughs> nobody minds for asphalt I'm right watching uh what's that Gold rush. Yeah, I have. Yeah, (laughs) but again, right? It's the it's the things that we focus on, the things that you know. What what can we do? Um, This is an important you know topic again too. It's like uh, another heaven story. It's not in here, and we can. It's one of those rabbit trails too. But it's the uh, the the rich man and Lazarus. Mm And uh, there's this story, right? The rich man is not even named. The poor beggar Lazarus is. And um, the rich man finds himself, you know, dead as well as Lazarus. And the rich man, you know, denied Lazarus and hospitality towards him. They both die. The rich man has all his storehouses and everything, but he doesn't have it. He's, he's, it's gone. It's, well, it's still there, but it's not his because it doesn't matter. Right. The things of earth don't matter. Can't take it's, it with you. It's the long term. And long-term was investment in relationship with a beggar of which, you know, we know is supposed to live with an open hand towards people in need. Um, 
But here's a separation, and it's clear Jesus is saying there's a separation where this rich man is across from where Lazarus is at the bosom of Abraham, mm-hmm. and he's begging now for something from from Lazarus, and Abraham's kind of interceding in that place there. Um, and at the point, too, he's like, hey, look, let me just go back then and warn those, you know, my, my family. And, and he can't. They have everything, and you had everything, to get the glimpse of what this is supposed to be about, the priorities of this, the priorities of this life, again, that move into heaven, what heaven is really like. And is it a sin to be rich? You know, I don't think that it is. Can you sin if you're rich? Yes, you can Mm -hmm. sin if you're poor. But it's really, it's like right now, we each get an opportunity. I'd ask everybody, like, what is the heaven that you're trying to live out here that looks like the heaven that is what Jesus said, how he showed us to live, how he pointed to the Father, where he is this, you know, the, the temple, right? He's, this is the place. It's all things coming to be made brand new. Um, it's just really interesting. Uh, we can get distracted. And again, I'd go back to say it's important that we become people of God together to remind each other of hope. Um, death is swallowed up. You know, it has no sting. We have an eternity. Um, in the story of what God's called us to through Jesus, and Jesus gives us that. Um, have you ever read the Chronicles of Darnia? No. C.S. Lewis? Mm-hmm. Oh, great, great stories. Yeah. Got to read them to the little kids. Okay. At, at least uh, the uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. Or it's a Disney movie, I think. The, Disney made the movie. Yeah. So. Um, but I believe there are seven of those books. Um, I think, sorry, C.S. Clive, <laughs> if I've made a mistake there. But it's the story uh, definitely of, of the, the lion Aslan um, as this Jesus character mm-hmm. in the whole story. And, you know, he's there present and there's this, where is, like, where's the lion in all of this story? And um, there's the characters from the very beginning, um, uh, uh, brothers and sisters, um, Edwin, Peter, um, Susan and Lucy, they, these are the ones who are typically the, the, the start of the whole story. And um, in the last battle, it is, it's, it's, a, it's the last battle. It's, it's kind of the revelation of the story. And uh, so you kind of read through, there's this false prophet in a sense, this, this monkey that tries to take over. It's, it's quite, it's great. It's well done. But um but basically everything then is summed up and, and Aslan roars and it, 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 it all comes down to like, this is the judgment. This is judgment day. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly enough, and slight spoiler alert, but not all of the four children make it into the final of the, the, the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's always kind of caught me. Like at the end, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you gotta read it it's great but at the very end of the uh, the way that the last battle ends it's with this paragraph and I think it's it's fantastic and it really did this is probably one of the things that's helping shape how I look at whatever eternity is being amped up to be what what I see it longing to be because again it's quite uh, episodes of journey for not just the four you know main characters at the beginning there's 
their cousins are involved. There's other characters that are involved. Mm-hmm. You kind of watch this progression of things go. Sometimes people forget. Uh, sometimes they kind of remember these old stories of the kings and back in the day. But it's this long, you know, arduous story that sums up at the very end. And um, uh, the final chapter of the book is this. And as he spoke, and this is Aslan that's saying, as he spoke, he no longer looked at them like a lion. But the things that began to happen after that were so great and beautiful, I cannot write them. And for us, this is the end of all the stories. And we can most truly say that they all lived happily ever after. Mm -hmm. But for them, it was only the beginning of the real story. All of their life in this world and all their adventures in Narnia had only been the cover and the title page. Now, at last, they were beginning chapter one of the greatest story, which no one on earth has read, which goes on forever, in which every chapter is better than the one before. And I was like, man, I get like really emotional. Yeah. It's one of the most powerful things that I've ever read in, you know, in a, in a Christian author, because it's like, oh, man, that's exactly, you know, the yeah. hope. We're living in this title page. We're living at like the the, the introduction, mm-hmm. and thinking that this yeah. is life. And it's like I haven't even it has, read this. It hasn't even started. It hasn't even around. started. Chapter yeah. one is kind of in this beauty. And man, do we really need that right now? Yeah. And all the garbage that's happening in this world that we're living through, the hell that we literally see, and the brokenness, mm-hmm. and the keyhole glimpses of heaven that give us the hope. So much more that if we could just lean into what does this look like, Jesus? Right. It looks like loving God. It looks like loving your neighbor into all eternity. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I cannot remember his name. Um, there's a famous minister. Um, so famous. I can't remember his name. Uh, he's not a, he's not a televangelist. He's, um, but there was an analogy that he did. It was, I want to say it was a year or so ago, but he's on, he's on the stage of his church and you may have seen it. Uh, I, I can picture the guy. I cannot think of his name. Terrible names. But he's got a rope. It's a white rope. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it extends all the way off stage where you can't see the end of it. Yeah. And basically the analogy is this is recorded history right now. And he's holding up like an inch of it. He said that's eternity. And it, I mean it, it yeah. really you know hits home. I mean because. Um, it might you, be Francis Chan. That's him, yeah. I believe. I was wanting to say his first name was John, but yeah, Francis Chan, that's him. Yeah. Um, but I love that analogy. I mean, because it's, you know, it's kind of frightening. I mean, you know, like if we're doing the right things, but uh, yeah. yeah, like I said, eternity is a long time and we need yeah. to make sure that we're we're doing the right things uh, to get there or to, to get to heaven. Um, you know, doing the right things or not, you know, grace is enough, I know that, but... Um, <laughs> just following Jesus and, and like what he has shown us, I think, um, you know, that just to me, it's just the paradise, you know, like an infinite paradise is, is pretty cool yeah. to me. So, well, I think that's, you know, kind of really wraps it up is like, if we want to, you know, get to heaven, right. Um, it's, it's, our names are written in the book of life. How do we get there? It's, it's rejoicing in relationship that does come through Jesus He's the best picture of the father that we could ever get. I believe that. Mm-hmm. And, and just, you know, Jesus, just, just show us 
and he is. And we have this narrative, this story of his redemption. We have God's word. I think he gives us his helper spirit, right, for each of us then to be able to live this out right here, right now. But again, this is a moment in time. We're caught between two trees, you know, the tree of life, right? From the garden to revelation, right? Where all things are made new. And um, that's incredible. And I would say, whoa, a little scary, but um, it brings out some excitement, encouragement, and that's what we need today. Especially this week. <laughs> Especially this week. So um, maybe if you're listening to this and there are a place to put comments, you can say, here's some of my thoughts on heaven or here's something that jumped out at you. But um, Joey, thanks for again getting together. Great topic this week. And, uh, you know, we're not theologians. And um, one of the things I guess I I really appreciate about this is um, sometimes we come in with our preconceived ideas of like, this is what it is and we're going to jump out. But I love that we're able to talk about this, you know, looking at the scriptures, just trying to have the conversation. Um, We might be right. We might be absolutely wrong. There's someone out there going, oh my goodness, and they not read this in the Greek or Hebrew. No, we did not. Um, I didn't. So, um, but again, it's just, uh, we hope that, you know, the podcast, this is the ground beneath grace. And yeah, we're going to have some right and some wrong, but it's all just under the grace of God. He's given us, you know, again, workmanship, and we're trying to, to work through that. But at the end of the day, it's by grace that we're saved through Jesus uh, and the relationship that we have with him. So thank you, Joey, and everybody. Thanks, Appreciate it. Yep. Have a wonderful rest of the week. Thank you. <laughs> right.